Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to PWR it's Monday Nitro, one hour edition again, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. <laughs> on May 5th, 1997, along with Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call Meathead Matthew. We've got a lot of talking to do and a lot of wrestling action to cover the holes up because there wasn't much. No, no, there uh, there wasn't. These uh, one hour nitros are quite something, huh? Yeah, but, you know, I can't wait till that finals of Chicago and. I don't know, Utah Jazz or Seattle Supersonics or whatever it's going to be. I'm a big Sean Kemp fan myself. Really? What about Xavier McDaniel? How about, ooh, how about Mookie Wilson? You're going to say Detlef? I thought you were going to say Detlef Shrimp. Uh, no, no, no. I've got enough with Alex uh, Elsright. I'm good. I'm covered <laughs> in all my German athletes. <laughs> I, I've there got you covered. are. Well, Matthew, these these one-hour editions are a little different. We kind of pondered last week over, you know, what are they doing? They, there's no way they're expecting these people to come to the building for a one-hour program that's only on TV for, you know, 45 of the 60 minutes that it's scheduled in a time slot. So you got to assume that, you know, there's a, a bunch of big show going on afterwards. And here we go again. Uh, they, to kick off the show tonight with a recap of Flair yelling, Piper! And Roddy Piper, they show clips, was just watching him, just watching, reading the paper and just watching. Matthew, before we get to it, tell me how they plan on explaining their way out of this. Uh, I have no idea. I mean, basically, one would think, okay, are they setting up something for uh, Piper and Flair? Is that an angle we're going? Does Piper join the NWO? Wouldn't that just be fantastic? Is Piper going NWO? That's what they would have you to believe, possibly. All right. So, a huge NWO tradition bites banner drops behind the announcers. Piper tears it down and slams it and says, that's enough. I've had enough. (coughs) Here comes another one, tradition bites. That's enough. I've had it. You know, I've always been behind you, Ric Flair, except for when I was behind you, reading paper and just watching. It was three on one. I figured you had it. Come on. (laughs) So, your favorite Kevin Green is in the building tonight, and he opens uh, the segment up with Ric Flair and Roddy Piper in the ring. Now, this promo was a cluster fizzle. It was terrible. J.J. Dillon comes down and says he got a problem. 
they have people play mind games. It talks about the 70% of the purse, even though Nash said gate. He wants 75% of the gate, not the purse. I don't wear a purse. Was that said purse? Yeah, maybe it's two, maybe it's two different things. Joke? Although Nash, I have seen those guys wear fanny packs, so maybe that's what he was talking about. That That's the wrestler's uh, benchmark right there. So literally yes, was the fact that they said purse just to set up Piper for one joke? Uh, yep, I think that's exactly the reason. JJ says, Roddy, you got to have your head on straight. Piper says, I've never had my head on straight, but I'll be there next week. They hug Flair. They hug Kevin Green, and now Flair's turn to talk. I don't know about you, Hall. I don't know about you, Nash, but six year old man on April 18th or May 18th. A man who has no grits and is formed at 120%. That's one number that's always driven me nuts. If somebody tells you they're giving 105%, 110%, you can't. The pie is full at 100. Yep. Okay. Now, here's the, here's the part that really just kind of boils over. They hand the microphone to Kevin Green. They pan away from him. They go to the big wide shot from the, the, the top of the balcony and show the entrance ramp. Flair, Piper, and Green are still in the ring. Like, this was meant to be Kevin Green's time to talk, and the TV production people took it away from him because the wrestlers didn't enter. The public enemy never entered. Shivani even goes, they're still in the ring. They won't leave. They're not supposed to leave, you dummies. You cut off their segment. Matthew, thoughts? If this means that Kevin Green doesn't get to talk, then it's a good thing. Wait a minute. You don't want to see him drop down? No. No, the the less, the less, more time you can take away from Kevin Green, the better. And, uh, yeah, my applause to the production staff for uh, getting, uh, getting this uh, away from Kevin Green. Conan and Hugh Morris defeat Public Enemy when Morris picks up Rocco Rock after a suplex on Conan through the table. Uh, let's talk about the uh, table spot from beforehand yeah. uh, with Johnny Grunge. He slid off of it and went head first into the railing. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Oh, uh, I, I mean, when I was watching it, I was, uh, you know, I let's just say I had a needle in my arm, and I cringed to the point where I set off the machine. Ooh, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it was nasty, sir. It was nasty indeed. <coughs> um, to the point where we've never heard the trainer's name mentioned before. They have a WCW trainer, and he came out, and they had to check on him. Referees, trainers, the whole works. It looked nasty. Um, poof, that was just gross. And he didn't yell in the whole time because it looked like these guys were going to kill themselves. They had the table backwards on the turnbuckle in the corner. They had the legs sticking out. He's like, somebody's yeah. going to get hurt on that damn thing. I, I think Keenan wasn't being Bobby he, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think he was being Bobby Heenan looking out for the guys because yeah, yeah. what in the wide, wide world of sports was going on here? Yeah, it was definitely a little bit sloppy and, and a little bit dangerous there. Okay. Uh, six defeats Ray Mysterio Jr. with the buzz killer. Now, Ray, looking to add a little bit to his entrance, has silly string. I don't think anybody noticed because it all shot down on the ground. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. Uh, Six did not come alone. He came with Hall and he came with Nash, and uh, they beat down Ray Ray. They beat down Ray Ray something good. Now, here's the thing. Uh, as Six celebrates, you know, with the buzz killer on Ray as he's out cold, here comes J.J. Dillon and Nick Patrick wearing a WCW Nitro shirt. Uh, come out and do nothing because they're followed by Eric Bischoff and the rest of the NWO. Now, 
what is the deal with J.J. Dillon apparently working for Vince McMahon? What's the story here, Matthew? You got the inside scoop. Yeah, they they were just trying to they were just trying to shoot. They were trying to uh, pull back the curtain a little bit there and uh, talk about the other company, huh? Yeah, a little bit. We had enough of your That's stuff exactly uh, with the man in New York. And here's the thing: I'm watching this, and in one shot you've got six, you've got Kevin Nash, you've got Scott Hall, and I look at that and I'm like, that's believable. That is the stable right there. You've got these three guys who have left WWF not too long ago, of course Hogan, but then it pans out, and you've got Scott Norton, and you've got Virgil in the shot, and all of in in NWO Sting, all of the rest of your NWO light, and I just cannot. It amazes me. How these guys? I, I personally feel they're they're just they're this is this angle is becoming a folly because you are putting it's a hot angle when you've got this quote unquote takeover. You know you've got Kevin Nash, you've got Scott Hall, you've got Hogan, all former WWF guys. You throw six one two three kid in there. This is believable. It's viable. What the what is Scott Norton doing? What is what purpose is he or a fake Sting serving in this group? It is some of the best booking and some of the worst booking in the history of professional wrestling all in one. And again, uh Erwin R. Scheister is back. What happened with his contract deal? I thought he was set free to explore other employment opportunities. I thought he was promoted to uh, fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe tax season's over with and he decided to come back, I don't know. Yikes. Uh, here's a segment that uh, went on longer than it should have. Did it seem like Lee Marshall got extra time tonight? Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah, lot of extra they, time. And when you've got a one-hour nitro, you want to make sure you give Lee Marshall all the time you can. Yeah, because although, I mean, that's although really it, what we have. It departed. Instead of just your regular Bobby Heenan Weasel jokes, you did have uh, an STD reference tonight. So take that for yes. what it's worth. Uh, Lee Marshall said he's going to give Bobby Heenan crabs. And it's a good thing. That's what he said. Holy yep. smokes. Uh, NWO music again, and here comes, oh, wow. I don't think he was announced, but here comes Hogan. Here comes Bischoff. Uh-huh. And here comes, wow, 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 wow. This is the first time we've seen in a while of Hulk Hogan, you know, yeah. because they always said, Hollywood, we love you, we miss you, where he's filming, you know, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon or whatever he's been filming, you know, Battle Santa Claus or whatever the name of the movie is. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was it was a nice surprise. I mean, it, it did feel like you got some star power kind of sandwiched into this one hour abbreviated one hour show. Hogan called out Stinger tonight. Are we going somewhere with Hogan Sting? Uh, one would think so. I mean, that's that's I think that's your ultimate payoff at this point. Okay, well, uh, we still have a main event tonight. Um, it's funny, Bobby Heenan on point says, you know, he called out all these people. Hogan did. But he never called out Lex Luger, who has a legitimate title shot at Hulk Hogan, which they he won when Giant allowed Luger to get the pin. But they haven't even talked about when they're going to get this match. I, I don't understand how this works. I mean, who's doing the booking here? Yeah, they'll um, get it after World War Three sometimes. Yeah, terrific. Uh, back from the commercial, and it's me, Gene Okerlund, uh, at Ramside with DDP and Kimberly. Uh, hashtag, I shouldn't be walking in heels down a metal-graded stage page. Um, uh-huh. Because she almost ate concrete. I mean, and she, well, yeah. she was a little top-heavy on the walk down, you know what I mean? Yes, but I'd say it's more than well worth it. It is more than well worth it. Uh, great promos out of uh, DDP 
right before that, you know, talking about the heat building between Savage and DDP. And uh, DDP, you know, puts a little bit out there, and it's it's not well-known, but it's it's not hidden either. DDP was a bouncer, actually, before he got into the wrestling business, and he said he's been in more bar fights from, you know, Fort Myers, Florida, to Atlanta, Georgia, to, you know, everywhere in between. Um, DDP will get out there and go ahead and uh, put the hurting on Macho Man. And then Macho Man shows up, of course, on the crutches with Liz, as Kim calls her, the little tramp. And uh, Savage says if he weren't hurt, he would come down and kick Peach's ass. Yeah. Kimberly also apparently feeling the madness. Yeah. Stop calling me. Stop writing me. Stop sending me Pony Express. <laughs> Stop sending me, you know, uh, you know, smoke signals, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Stop it. T- telegrams. <laughs> yeah. Double J, Jeff Jarrett defeats Alex Raid. Speaking of... Uh, the uh, the German Alex Wright by submission with the figure four. Now this match was odd, and um, Alex Wright was not feeling it tonight because somebody grabbed at Alex Wright in the aisle, and uh, I swear he backhanded that poor kid. His glasses fell off the whole works. Tony goes, "Hey, did you see that guy grabbing him or jerk at his jacket?" And then uh, <laughs> Larry, as the biscuit jumps in, I hated walking down the aisle. I didn't want any of those dirty people touching me. And then Bobby again on point tonight. You know, most of these people are working people. You don't know where their hands have been. That's why That's why Alex Wright's better off just running down the beach. Fair enough, with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, yeah. They alluded to, is Deborah actually hanging out? I almost said Deborah Jarrett. Freudian slip? Is Deborah hanging out <laughs> with Jeff Jarrett um, more often than not just to get under the skin of Mongo McMichael to have them beat down Reggie White? What's really going on with Jeff and Deborah? You know, would it make a better storyline if Jeff Jarrett and Reggie White were hanging out? Well, if they were making out, that'd be the story. <laughs> next week next week on One Hour Nitro. Nitro, after dark, Reggie shows Jeff what it's like to be a man in a locker room. You know what? This might be the only radio show here that's actually tonight discussing the potential of heavy petting between Jeff Jarrett and, uh, and uh, Reggie White. Heavy petting between Reggie White and Jeff Jarrett. He wants to treat him like a tight end, but Reggie's all wide receiver tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Gross. Let's move on. Glacier defeats Lismark Jr., who had great music coming in, but he also met a cryonic kick in 17 seconds. <laughs> and jump off a rope. Oh, he landed right into a boot to the face. The entrance, the match combination time-wise was still shorter than the beatdown from Vandenberg, Mortis, and the man to be named later. What the hell are they doing? Yeah, that's that's the one storyline they can do with Glacier. I expect to see these guys fighting for at least two or three years. <laughs> Glacier's still undefeated, though, but without his hat. <laughs> he has no hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we return. We're supposed to be getting the main event. Again, let's talk about just poor, 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 poor booking. Shivani, Heenan, and Zabisco continue to tell us that we're told Luger's going to be here. Luger's in the main event tonight. The giant comes out, grabs a microphone, and says, you all know that Luger's not here tonight. Really? He's not here? We've been telling him for an hour that he's here. Which is it? He gets a guest, gets a guest uh, tag team partner. It's Paige. 
Kimberly makes uh, sure that she takes off her heels before going on stage. Here comes the Macho Man to attack. Here comes Hogan to attack. The announcers are yelling for Giant to come down and help out. The NWO swarms the ring. This beatdown at the end I thought was absolutely fantastic because it was Macho and Hogan with Bischoff beating the crap out of DDP. Now, again, this is why I don't like the broadcast location of the WCW Monday Nitro team. They beat them down behind the broadcast team. For them to watch what was going on, they had to turn around and look down. And it's not well lit back there. We talked about that last week. They can do such great things. They really can. I mean, are they are they good at what they're doing and making a few mistakes, or are they just not sure what the hell they're doing and accidentally hitting home runs? Right, right, right. It really makes you wonder. And the difference between those two are, you know, if it's a few mistakes here and there, they can be improved upon. But if it's just throwing everything up against the wall and seeing what sticks, then you really have no driving force behind anything, and it's a lot more dangerous. Well, what's more dangerous is also doing continually week after week, one-hour Nitros. And we're going to be back next week with another Nitro starting at 7 Eastern, 6 Central on TNT. So, Matthew, that was another abbreviated edition of WCW Monday Nitro Reaction. Join us next week. We've got more. Um, Again, I'm not quite sure if we're going to actually get Sting. We're going to get, you know, Hogan in a match. I mean, what are we going to get? These are one-hour Nitros. Who knows? Ming is going to lock in his... uh, you know, Tongan death grip on Lord Steven Regal, and he's going to get up and attack him right away because that death grip doesn't have any effect except for when it's on. When it's off, he's as good as new. Of course. I mean, that's, that's, that's how, it, how it works, you know. I mean, that's pretty obvious. For Matthew Thomas, on the man that called me in. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you guys next week. So long, everyone. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.